Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Metal Men number 22. Cover date October-November 1966. Cover price 12 cents. Cover artists Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito. Edited by Robert Kaniger. Featuring Attack of the Sizzler. Written by Robert Kaniger. Art by Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Professor Snakelocks has created a new robot called the Sizzler, with energy siphoned from the Aurora Borealis. He stages an attack on a train full of movie stars in order to attract the attention of the Metal Men. The robots arrive to deal with the Professor's expendable robots, but the Sizzler changes the Metal Men into humans and turns Doc Magnus into a robot. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. I've got a laugh, I've got a cry, I've got to live, oh, I've got to die. Test, testing, testing. One, two, three, testing, one, two, CQ, three. CQ, CQ. CQ? Oh. What? Well, I'm just... What? I need some sizzle in my life. Some sizzle? What's going on with you? I've got a stuffy nose and scratchy throat and sure to be something that's going to seriously impact my project management preparation. I'm sure you're going to be fine. I don't know about that. We're going to have some delicious chicken soup tonight, right? That's right. Right. And that cures everything. Every- it's my famous meatball soup. Yes. See? I call it wedding soup because that's what my mother called it, but all the Italians that I know would hang their heads in shame if I called it that. Really? Yes. Oh. Uh, you don't say. Well, wedding soup is just like chicken broth and little pearl pasta and little tiny meatballs that you make by hand. Oh, okay. and we don't do escarole that. or some kind of green. No, I uh, use boxed chicken broth, frozen Italian meatballs, mm-hmm. a can of chicken meat. Yes. All your soup starters like carrot, celery, onion. Right. Maybe some garlic if I'm mm-hmm. feeling adventurous. 
a bag of baby spinach. Yep. And a can of whole peeled tomatoes, drained, of course, when you have to put a little bit of sugar anytime you cook with tomatoes. Right. That's it. And it's, then we put croutons and cheese over the top. It's oh, delicious. Oh, I forgot to tell you to buy croutons. I did not buy croutons. I bought cheese. But I think we have croutons in there. If not, mm. we can make some. I bought I have some, that rosemary olive bread. We can chop it up into big uh, chunks and, and toast it and make croutons. <laughs> I don't make any ingredients. Oh, for, for God's sake! Soup. We didn't. You know, when I grew up, we couldn't buy croutons in the store. We couldn't. That was a luxury. It was you just couldn't afford it. So we just take rolled bread and make croutons out of it. Well, of course, we'd use rolled bread for Thanksgiving stuffing. Yes, it would help if we kept bread in the house more than once a year. <laughs> then I'd make croutons all the time. Oh well. Anyway. I had a craving for this bread the other day. So. Yes. Yes. Well, how was your day? I was gone most of the day. Well, it was it was okay. It wasn't quite what I wanted, but it mm-hmm. was it was okay. I broke my glasses, my other glasses. Jinkies. So I know I'm wearing I'm wearing my you know lined bifocals. Oh, and no. These are computer glasses, so they're mid range and reading, yeah. Yeah. and so I am like blind. Uh, I can't. I can't, I mean my my distance vision is not what it used to be so i really am a kind of i feel a little handicapped that's all and i have to take my glasses off all the time when i want to look across the room because you know anyway so the, the morning was was great it was i mean i you know i went car shopping yesterday yes I, yes you put the kibosh on that when i, I came sure home. did because yeah. i knew you would probably come home with a new car unless i ordered against it. You sent me an all caps text. You will not be buying a car today, didn't you? I sure did. What do you think about that little uh, spreadsheet that I made of well, all the repairs I've done? Listener, I advised him because of my recent uh, increase in vocabulary that's business related. I advised him to do a cost benefit analysis, which he did. Yes. And what did you think of my cost benefit analysis? Well, it's shocking that we've spent in the past five years almost as much money on repairs as we would have spent on a new car. I told you. We've been especially, you see, the acceleration in spending the last two years. I mean, I say that we've spent the money actually you have because I ignore problems I so know. that I don't have to spend money on them. And those are even the repairs that I have tracked. There have been a lot of repairs that I haven't sure. been tracking. Sure. Well, so. that'll teach you. You have to do your uh, cost matrix so at the beginning of the project daddy warbucks do i still have to wait to buy a car uh, you have to wait until at least the end of this podcast okay <laughs> and you know what they say what you can't judge a book by its cover as proven by any random issue of metal men tell and me about it well these covers are fantastic every time i see a metal man c- cover i'm like i want to read that comic and then i start reading <laughs> Right? I have to say, Metal Men has become among my absolute favorite comics that we read. What? It's just absolutely absurd. It's like a trip through uh, Cuckooville. It's it's just awful. And because it's awful, it is so endearing to my heart. It is just the worst. Wow, look at you. Yes. Including number 22, the most electrifying villain the Metal Men have ever faced. Which turns the robots into humans? <laughs> In the yes. startling attack of the Sizzler, I did realize how well the Metal Men map to the cast of Gilgan's Island. Oh, in this issue. <laughs> yes, I guess they do. Uh, Tina, of course, is Tina Louise. Tina Louise. Gold is the professor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tin is Gilgan. Yes. Nameless is Marianne. Marianne, uh, totally. Uh, Mercury is Mister Howell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lead is the skipper. 
Okay. I just haven't found a place for Mrs. Hal. I mean, in this issue, she could be the Sizzler for sure. Yeah. I don't know where that leaves Iron. I guess. Did Ernest Borgnine ever guest star on <laughs> Gilligan's Island? Because he'd no. be a oh, good. But he'd iron. be a really good Iron. Yes, he would. Indeed. Now you understand. I'm not sure how many of our listeners actually watched Gilligan's Island, but maybe they did. Well, I'm always surprised by our listeners. It's on YouTube. You can just pull it up anytime you want. Isn't that funny? What? Like, people of our age and slightly younger, I can say, make any reference to Gilligan's Island, and they know exactly what I'm talking about. Or any Brady Bunch, Bewitched, anything. What is it funny about it? What's a- well, it's just funny how, before cable, we had this kind of common pop culture language that we mm-hmm. could speak to each other, not just of the 70s and 60s, but because of Bugs Money cartoons, mm-hmm. we could instantly recognize and understand pop culture references going back to the 1930s. Sure. Yes. Okay. Because, you know, society didn't change that much between the 40s and the 80s. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. What? Civil rights. Hello. No, I'm by, I'm talking about like landline telephones and automobile design and things like that yeah yeah they just did improvements nothing as massive as let's say the internet came along i see what you mean yes obviously and the personal computer a terrible time for minorities right i don't want no i see what you you meant was like like basic technology and what we consumed it's funny that you say that i was thinking that this morning and we had three channels. We had to watch what was on when it was on because we couldn't record anything. We mm-hmm. couldn't rent a video. So everybody had basically the same kind of shared experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you go to work or you go to school or whatever and people watched, you know, your friends usually watched the same thing. So you would talk about what you all saw sure. on TV, you know, um, or you might hear about something else from somebody else. Mm-hmm. But there were only three channels. Right. Four. I mean, if you clap public television. Sure. Or right. maybe if you had an independent channel in your town, which we did. And we had a TV guide, you know, and we would read about the things that were coming up so we would know. And circle it with red pencil. Yes. And now we've come to a time when I've had a student say to my face, I won't watch any movie made before 1996. Well, your student's an idiot. You could say <laughs> that again. You know who else are idiots? What? The metal men. <laughs> yes, they are. Who is the sizzler? What? Is the Sizzler? It's a restaurant, obviously Western where Sizzler, people, greatest yeah, where restaurant people ever about, made. Mill about and 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 you get banana always, pudding and all the shrimp you can eat. It smells like hot yeast bread <laughs> all the time, right? Hot yeast bread and broth. <laughs> what was that training film? Was that a Western Sizzler? Uh, the guy says, "Hey, yeah, how about that weather? How's that weather? Do you like ice cream Sundays?" <laughs> Look it up on YouTube. I've been watching training videos from the 1980s lately on YouTube. Sure, I have. have. I watched one on Pizza Hut the other day. That was the best. Pivoted your nonstop viewing of QVC home shopping into 1980s training Uh, films. They're fantastic. They are great. Yeah. Who is the Sizzler? What is the Sizzler? You'll find out at the precise moment the famed metal men do. And what happens to them shouldn't even happen to a robot. A single word more might reveal the fantastic surprises in store for you as the most unpredictable robots in the world face the The attack attack of of the Sizzler. Sizzler. A book-length bonanza featuring the Metal Men. Book-length my ass. In a country hostile to the United States. Hostile. Not a hostile. Not a country hostile. Right, right, right. Not a youth hostile. They are hostile. In my line of work, we call that the adversary. Oh, Okay. The adversary is always coming to get us. Do you work for a church? 
No, I work uh, adjacent to a government agency, and we have to take training films where a gentleman from the future sends us an email. <laughs> He's a portly gentleman. Mm-hmm. I actually know him in real life. He's an actor. Okay. Uh, but he uh, sends a hologram to the past, to our present, uh-huh. to encourage me to use my knowledge of cybersecurity best practices mm-hmm. to protect the future from the adversary. Oh, okay. Of course, I'm successful every time because I know all about time travel. Right, of course. Now, there's a dog barking in the background, listener, as you might notice. Yes. He's about to go to the future. Oh. His future in heaven if he doesn't (laughs) quit barking. Speaking of which, you'll never guess who I saw in the grocery store. Oh, let me think. Uh, Was it Marty the robot that cleans up the floors? I wish, but he, you know, he's not in food line. He's oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, whom? The Walkers. No. Yes, they were behind me in the grocery did store. Did you speak to them? I did. Does her hair bounce even in the but grocery she, store? She walks at a slower pace inside the oh, store. Oh, So well. her hair does not, I can, I can tell you that her hair does not bounce inside the grocery store. Listener, we've rearranged our studio so that we're no longer peering out our front window so we can't see the activity on the street anymore so you're going to be getting a lot less gossip no listener dr bob has graciously acquiesced that window space to me so that i may practice my guitar looking outside instead of staring at a wall so he can lay a happy song on our hearts (laughs) strike a chord rob strike a chord rob okay so in a cost in a country hostile to the united states professor snake locks unveils his latest invention Comrades, Doc Magnus and his metal men have stopped all my previous plans to gulp America down like a hot dog. Oh, well, what does he what? do in his spare time? Gee, um, me, Christmas. Like a hot dog, which is her greatest invention. What who's this freaking... Oh, it's oh! I see it. I see the hammer and sickle. Yeah, I was just going to say the the text is being very coy about what country this actually is, but there's a hammer and sickle. And it's a two-tiered giant theater full of people, right? Yes. Behold, my latest invention, the Sizzler. Hi, I'm the Sizzler. Fashioned out of photomolecular energy, siphoned from the aurora. Wait, how can I make that sound gay or homosexual? Let me see. Okay, well, you got to sound Russian. Behold my latest invention. my latest invention. No, no, come on. I can't be Russian and uber gay. Why oh. do you need to be gay? You've got the sizzler right there. Because it's the sizzler. Okay, wait. That's the sizzler tongue. Behold, my latest invention, the sizzler. Fashioned out of photomolecular energy, siphoned. Siphoned from the aurora borealis itself, a being without any flaws, a force capable of powers even I have not yet discovered, but of one thing I am sure, the least the sizzler is capable of is to destroy the metal men and their inventor. Uh, that's shitty. L- yeah, that's so. like if Boris and Bullwinkle got merged in a transporter accident. <laughs> Pop culture reverence. Nice. Uh, now, the Sizzler can easily melt these wax dummies of the metal man. Why did even bother to make wax dummies of the metal man? It's for demonstration purposes. Oh. They're, they're in the... Ex- you know what? You do your Soviet accent there. Do your Russian accent on the bottom. Behold, my latest invention, the Sizzler, fashioned out of photomolecular energy siphoned from the Aurora Borealis itself. 
a being without any flaws. A, force, a being without any what? Flaws. Flowers? Flaws. 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 A force capable of powers even I have not yet discovered. But of one thing I am sure, the least the Sizzler is capable of is to destroy mental men and their inventor. That sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger as a Terminator had been accidentally transported first to Russia to find his young version of whatever the child is wants to kill. And <laughs> the then Sizzler. made his way across, across the continent to the United States. Okay. It's actually much better than my accent. It's the L's. you got to get the L's. L. 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 Meanwhile, in the exercise room of the real metal Why men. Why do they need to exercise? Well, They're because metal. clearly the uh, they need to practice. Mercury needs to practice turning himself into string. And gold is turning himself into coins. Lead is turning himself into lead, a lead, a, a, a wall of some kind. Iron's turning himself into a hammer. Tin's turning himself into a tin can, predictably. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nameless is turning herself into a French, a French horn. Well, it's an early version. No, what do you call it? A sack butt. Nope, that's not what a sack butt is. What's sack butt? You don't know either, um, Professor. At that sack butt. Yes. Okay. It's like a horn, a horn with no. For some reason, um, I thought it had it had like a bladder bag, and I thought like it was a reed instrument with a bladder bag. Maybe I don't know. I don't remember, but I'm I'm sure I'm wrong. No, I don't. I'm not claiming any knowledge that you don't have. So at that moment, outside the laboratory, of, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, folks, they're all talking about Tina and the fact that she's not working out. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they're worried that she's going to get some fat, become fat or chunky or lazy or unskilled. Or not remember how to turn herself into wire or whatever she turns into. But this into. is the single reason why I despise this comic so much that I that it has endeared itself to me. Why? The misogyny? This ridiculous female robot pining over this love that she has because of her response meter. And Doc Magnus has done everything in the world that he wants, but rip out her response meter. He right. must he must really enjoy this. Oh yeah. On some level. He's a cruel, cruel man. Here he is making a robot out of rubber. Why? I well, I don't know. Because rubber isn't a natural element. Every all the rest of the um the robots are named after elements in their um oh no iron is not yeah, iron. Yeah, sorry. It is. I'm no, sorry. Duh, I was going to say steel. Steel is um is a is not itself right an element. Okay. So anyway, um, every one of the robots is named after a primary element. Yes. Um, rubber is not a primary element. It's well, a polymer. Right. Well, I mean, it does it does exist in nature, but it has to be changed to become hardened and such. But I mean, it's the '60s. If Doc's going to accomplish his dream of building a life like sex robot he's going to have to get into rubber at some point oh, 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 for the okay, skin fair, fair enough yes shortly under the protection of diplomatic immunity the adversary professor snake locks what's his name snake lock uh he snake locks that's his name yeah is piling out of his jet plane followed by a group of men with briefcases the U.S. Army is not allowed to investigate any of those briefcases because of diplomatic immunity. And, uh, but he does ask what's inside. Mm -hmm. And Professor Snakelock says, just magazines. He wants to learn all about your wonderful country. He's got Batman magazine, Superman magazine. 
Wonder Woman magazine, Playboy. What? <laughs> Playboy. Gulp. Yeah. This is a kids show. Yeah. Mad magazine, of uh-huh. course, and Metalman. Yeah. Later, though, in the privacy of his laboratory, it turns out he doesn't have magazines. The briefcase, he's, he's got tiny little robotic soldiers, Cossack soldiers that grow to size because contact with the atmosphere makes them grow. And then from his wristwatch comes the sizzler. Whoosh, I am sizzler. <laughs> The Sizzler's mission is to clobber the metal men and then blitz America into a bowl of borscht. <laughs> now, we've got a train full of celebrities heading oh. toward the city. If you can't gauge my disappointment that I can't tell who any of these celebrities are, except for one, mm-hmm. because they're not uh, drawn in a very caricaturish way. No. The train is stopped by the Cossack robot soldiers, and uh, Snake Lock and the Sizzler are flying around in what appears to be Wonder Woman's invisible jet. Well, it's a glider, isn't it? Oh, right. But it's still very similar in design to Wonder Woman's. At least Wonder Woman's 70s jet, not maybe not her 60s jet. Uh, the Hollywood Star Express has been stalled 30 minutes outside Neon City, and a big gang of crazy characters are grabbing the passengers. Oh, my God. That's the SOS from the train captain. At that moment, the message is received on Doc Magnus's Spectrum tuner. Oh, is this a rival to the Lexophone? It's probably something he invented. Mm-hmm. The Magnus Spectrum tuner. Yeah, and Tina a. is just, like, going nuts. He says, Tina, I don't know why you're here. Be good, uh, be a good little robot, and tell the metalman to meet me at the jet way immediately. There's a crime, a crime in the progress. Mm-hmm. She goes in for a kiss. When am I ever going to make a little progress with you, Doc? He says, oh, you taste like a wet spoon. <laughs> 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 will you now fetch me the... He goes, now will you fetch me the metalman? Oh. Well, she's sobbing. And he's like, I really need to replace that def- that defective response meter of hers. Mm-hmm. So she'll behave like Why a don't robot you? rather than a live girl who's gone mushy over a male. Shit or get off the pot, no Doc. Kidding. Do it. Uh, Tina is finished trying to get anywhere with Doc. He just doesn't have a yen for a robot. I think her response meter is more than just love with him. Like, she's like unwell. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's more than just like a crush on 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 her on Doc. Yeah, she can't regulate her own emotions. Couple of bubbles off Plum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, n- nameless. I wish they should like go rage, rage on on. Well, you 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 are correct because Nameless says that she is unable to cry or laugh. Yeah, Nameless herself. So yeah. it must be the response meter. Oh yeah, totally out of whack. Yeah. Part two, the metal men's, well, they call it the jet away, but it's their saucer, isn't it? It's adorable. I always did like the saucer mm-hmm. they flew around in. Uh, Doc explains that some mobsters have hijacked the stars out of the Hollywood Star Express train. They're worth millions to the studios. We'd better stop the snatch or the TV screens will go blank. Or they'll just have to run reruns. Like I was saying, there's right. only three channels. Right. Can't take all the stars in Hollywood. I wish they wouldn't use the word snatch so often. Yes. Let's, let's snatch, snatch the, snatchers. the snatchers. Snatch, 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 snatch. So the men transform themselves 
for battle action rather than middlemen. Yes. And and so they take off, you know, in their various forms to attack the forms the that they practiced earlier in the right. exercise room. And they're quite successful. They are tearing up these robots. Yes, gold turns into a giant symbol and uh iron is a robot. Well, so iron is a, is a, is a, is a, a hammer. hammer. Now, uh gold makes the discovery that these are robots so that they can destroy with impunity. Exactly. Hidden in a cloud of his own making. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. Um, is an unruffled observer. Good, good. The metal men are devoting all their attention against my expendable robots. Then, when they least expect it, you will strike my sizzler. Ho, ho, ho. Sizzling away. As the expendable robots clobber the mercury globules. Help, I'm being massacred. But loyal lead comes in in the form of a pipe rescues Mercury. Other robots are entangled in Tina's glittering platinum web. And Tin and Nameless take care of the few stragglers by uh, turning into a tin can and a sack butt. <laughs> well, she does go, Bray! Bray! Well, why didn't she become a donkey or something? A metal donkey. A metal donkey. She's oh, just going to bray about it. would a metal donkey be fun just to... Have around the house. Have around the uh, No, I guess not. I don't know. Something else to dust. So, <laughs> <laughs> at that moment, Professor Snake Locks gives this signal. Doc Magnus and all his metal... I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not going to do that rob, that rotten uh, Russian accent. Okay. Doc Magnus and all his metal band are completely wrapped up in the fight with my expendable robots. Just as I calculated. Strike, Sizzler. Strike. I'm striking. Here I go. Sizzle. <laughs> A rain of dazzling energy bolts comes out of the clouds. Mm -hmm. The metalmen are all lit up like Christmas trees. And Professor Snakelock is curious to see what has got the better of his sabotage career. He's yes. anxious to see what will happen to Doc Magnus and the metalmen after that dose of energy from the Aurora Borealis you showered them with. showered herself all over them. Oh, shout, sizzle, sizzle, sizzle. Before their startled gaze, the metalmen undergo a fantastic transformation after the reign of photonuclear energy. They are turning human. But just the exposed parts of their faces, they still have their metal costumes on. Right. Well, they don't want to be naked. No. Ooh, nameless is lovely. She looks like a young Audrey Hepburn. She's adorable. And, of course, Tina is a mess. She's like, look at us. We're changing into humans. Oh, Doc, Doc, at last I'll be just what you want. A real live human instead of a crazy mixed-up platinum doll. Someone you can love back. Someone. She's Not so fast, Tina, because look what's happened. Doc, Doc is, is a robot. Now, what this Sizzler. Yeah. Sizzler. Sizzler. Fantastic powers. To transform inanimate Objects. I'm sorry, not inanimate. Un, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not alive. Right, not alive objects. Right, because they are animate. They're animate. Yeah. Yes. Um, into, they're not inorganic. Thank you, thank you. Inorganic. So to transform inorganic objects into living, breathing human beings well, is an extraordinary gift. And then to, to transform a human being into a robot—that's that's incredible. In some origins of the metal men they were originally humans were they clown troop no they were scientists oh. or janitors or a combination oh, of the two things. and uh uh in fact 
I believe Doc Magnus and Gold were brothers in this origin. And then at the end of that story, Doc Magnus actually did get turned into a robot himself. Well, Tina's lovely, isn't she? She sure is. That's what gave me the idea for Gilligan's Island. I thought she's just like Tina Tina Louise. Louise. But she looks like a mess. I mean, she's um, she she looks great. She is a mess. Yes, yes. emotionally. Well, it's the '60s, and she's a woman. So, yeah. uh, again, we haven't said this in a long time. Sorry, women. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't care if Doc's been changed into a pinball machine. She still loves him. But yeah. now that Doc's a robot, how will he react to me? Now that I'm a human. Get ready for the old this switcheroo. This girl can't Tina. win. Nope. Nope. From inside the camouflage of the cloud, Professor Snakelock orders. Sizzler to cut the juice. Meanwhile, these Cossack robots have been revived and are still trying to kidnap the Hollywood celebrities while the metal men in their human forms just keep on fighting. Right. They can't transform anymore, but they sure can punch. But they also learn that they're not as powerful when they're humans. Right. They also can get punched. Yeah. Uh, I was going to try to identify some of these stars. Maybe there's a Shirley MacLaine there, Nancy Kwan. Uh, where, where? On uh, Shirley MacLaine and the page fourteen. Shirley MacLaine and the short little fur shrug. Yeah. The bottom. Who's and Nancy Kwan? She's an Asian American actress, and she's. Uh, I just said Nancy Kwan because she's wearing a characteristically Asian-looking hat there up at the top. That's not. That's not fair. I. I, not, as I, mean, I say, it's the sixties. Yeah, but I mean, women wore also. I mean, I would say an airline stewardess hat. Meanwhile, Doc comes running to the rescue now that his formerly robotic robots have been defeated. Apparently, Doc can't transform. No. He's just a solid block of metal. But he's powerful. Yes, he's very strong, isn't he? And he can't be knocked down. Uh, He can... Well, he did get knocked down that bottom. He got knocked down, but he also took a few of those Cossack robots with him. He sure did. Now... The snake lock is still ordering around the sizzler. I love how you say that name. Um, this sizzler character's got it bad. Essentially, an indentured servant. Yeah. Snake lock orders it to laugh, and it goes sizzles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Snakelock takes off the glider because he's got nothing to fear from the human metal men anymore. They're finished, and now. We've got more plans to enact. I, um, uh, I have to call bullshit on something. Yes, go ahead. If the metal men have repeatedly defeated you, yeah, and you turned them into, you created this sizzler, uh-huh. and you, def- you turned them into humans, wouldn't you want to stick around to see them die? If they had repeatedly You'd defeated you. think so, unless you want to just solidify their humiliation and defeat by... Some other further plan that you've got going on. Oh, he does say we're just starting. Okay, here are the stars. Yes, so I'm going to go... Carol Channing. Where? Upper right, but she's got red hair. Oh, no, that's Tallulah Bankhead, I'm sure. Oh, is it Tallulah Bankhead? Probably, or Betty Davis. All right. Tina Uh, Louise down there in the red, or Anne-Margaret. Could be Anne-Margaret, yes. Uh, Doris Day, maybe, there in the bottom? No, Carol Channing absolutely Carol Channing. Okay, yeah, okay. I got that. Uh, Kirk Douglas, I'm going to go with the red hair. Kirk Douglas with the red hair? And the uh, plaid jacket. Okay, and then that might be... 
Gosh. True. Brando, maybe? Marlon Brando? No. Nah. Marlon Brando's much more attractive. Upper left, uh, what's her face? Gidget? No. Fell off a boat. Couldn't really act that well. Natalie Wood? Natalie Wood. Okay. Uh, and that blonde one, I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, come on. It's not Fell too... Fell off a boat but couldn't float. Natalie Wood? No, I said she couldn't really act that well. I know, but I heard couldn't float in my head. Uh, the blonde there in the middle with Mercury, I don't know. Elizabeth the Montgomery, blonde. maybe? Yeah. Elizabeth Montgomery. No, she was a television star. Nobody cares about those. Well, that's why they already said that these were television stars. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, even transformed to Tina has only one. Oh, I should say that the stars are all hitting on the human robots. Right. Uh, Tina is busy hitting on Doc. And she says, I don't care what you are. You've got to stop thinking of me as a crazy mixed up platinum doll and begin realizing I'm a real live doll. He says, the response you want from me is not on my response meter. I am a robot. I am a, a robot, not a human. There, there is, is no, no emotion. emotion in me. Only response is, pardon my glove. What is that part of my glove? Well, he's brushing her off with his oh, hand. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. And she goes, you're wrong. Love can wring tears from stone, and I'm going to wring affection from you. Oh, Tina's oh, got Tina, it bad. girl. Whether she's a robot or human, she's still pining after this doc. You know what Tina needs? A gay best friend. <laughs> you're going to throw your life away for this robot? Yeah, right. It's Sunday. You met him Thursday. <laughs> Oh, good. Now, he's Love got work to do. Yes. He's flying off in this saucer. She goes with him, trying to get him to go someplace alone with him. Has Sizzler taken off from the jet yet for the liar? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Doc has no time for human hobbies like that, like kissing and loving. By the way, he just left all the robots who have not been yeah. transformed to humans back there with the stars. Like, he literally took the saucer. Yeah. They have no... No way to get back. Maybe they can ride the train. Possibly. Into, what? what is it called? Glittertown? Tinseltown? Neon City. Neon City. Um, he's going to go back to the lab and study ways of trying to beat those expendable Cossack robots. Being and a robot master. has its advantages, of course. He can read three books, simul books simultaneously. Yes. Think of the time he's saving. And she says, let's do a little something enjoyable with that extra time, Doc. Hubba hubba. God, he's like, and then he says... Uh, your lips taste like a wet eels. Yeah, welcome to humanity, Doc. Pardon me for breathing. <laughs> God, if only she could just like let this sink in. Right. She goes, oh, just God, just it's enraging, else. isn't it? It well, it's enraging to spend so much page space to the story. Doc had no yen for me when I was a robot, and now that he's one, he has no yen for me as a human. I can't win. Yes, Tina, you are correct. You cannot win. Give up. Find a hobby. If only they had um, thought to to find a way to have them all come together like a Transformer and make a mega robot with their different... Oh, they do that now. Oh, they do that now? Yeah. Oh, but, but they... They make a giant alloy oh, robot. Cool, cool. Um... Yeah, but if they'd have thought of that mm -hmm. in the 60s when Japan was on the cutting edge of doing all that. Mm -hmm. uh, now, meanwhile, Sizzler escapes. I'm sizzling. <laughs> Bye. Um, Sizzler has created uh, a beam in thin air and is running along. Well, 
this is a key piece of dialogue. Sizzler is running along his own power beam in the air like it was a cushion of air. Mm -hmm. But why did he escape? Well, I'll tell you. He's followed the saucer to Doc Magnus's lab. He doesn't believe me when I say Doc and the Metal Men are through. Finish. Kaput. He's going to make sure. But below, the Sizzler meets Humantina. Tina goes on the attack, realizing the Sizzler is the cause of Tina's unhappiness. And she's like a cat. Yes. She throws some beakers and buns and burners at the Sizzler. And I have some shade. <laughs> she does. She throws some shade in that lower left-hand panel on page 20. Yeah. Yeah. Sizzler retaliates with a sizzle bolt. Uh, Tina's about to be killed by yeah, the Sizzler. Tina's like, please, just finish me off. Yeah. She says, I'd rather go through life, uh, rather than go through life knowing the doc doesn't want me, whether I'm a robot and he's human or I'm human and he's a robot. Just just let it do me. Oh, do me. I'm not going to do me off. Um, uh, just let it end. Let it be over. She goes, go destroy me. God, that's, she's... She's a, a mess. Yeah. She's just been made human her entire life's desire as a robot yeah. for one day, and she's already decided, you need to just destroy me. I guess she's not close to Mercury because he could be her gay best friend. Yeah, sure. Uh, the other metal men finally arrive mm -hmm. at the lab. Tina's on the ground. She reports that the Sizzler was here, uh, hit her with his photo rays or, or whatever they are or whatever they are <laughs> and then left we've got to find the sizzler you must be looking for doc at that moment indeed the sizzler is in the lab with doc and his rubber robot mm -hmm. uh whew it's a good thing i was experimenting with rubber robots doc says this one might be able to absorb the rays of the sizzler because rubber is a non-conductor maybe it will coat the sizzler and render him harmless well, nope, it was a good idea, but the rubber robot is smashed to bits. And now it's Doc's turn. And then what happens? The robot, to the robot Doc's amazement, he's showered with soft rays. Yes. He's not hurting me. And why? Oh, no, not again. He is a she. Now, I wonder, because Sizzler's inventor... Professor Snakelock thought Sizzler was a he. Mm -hmm. I wonder if Sizzler was uh, gender nonconforming until meeting Tina. That's what I figured. Yeah. I'm sure that's what Robert Kaniger had in mind. I'm sure. In that, 1966. In the 1960s, that Sizzler was actually a they. Uh, I didn't mean Sizzler's pronouns were, were they. Yes. And them. And then uh, once Sizzler spent some time acclimating themselves to uh, the social construct that was around them, they adopted the form of a woman in order to attract Doc Magnus the robot. Because clearly the art reflects that it's uh, very gender nonspecific until the moment that Sizzler embraces Doc and then develops a bust line. Yes. Remember that doll in the 70s? It wasn't a Barbie. It was a different, or maybe it was a skipper or something, which she'd like, you'd raise her arm up and she'd grow breasts and get taller. Oh my God. It was like grow me up skipper or something. 
I'll have to look that up later, or I'm sure a listener will tell me. I actually kind of remember some sort of doll that would develop. Yes. Yes. But you had to leave her arm raised up in the air. (laughs) Otherwise, if you lowered her arm, she regressed (laughs) to middle school. God, what a crazy thing. (sighs) We've had all kinds of dolls in our century, haven't we? Do you remember uh, uh, telling you about my, my sister's Barbie makeup head? Yes, that you set it on fire? No, I didn't set it oh, on fire. Oh, that was the Wicked Witch. My sister set that on fire. Okay. She set the Wicked Witch on fire. Which is, of course, she was like, I don't know, five yeah. or six. Why not? Why wouldn't she set the witch on fire? She was just doing what, what they're doing. Sure. You know, she's playing with it over a candle. Anyway, I, uh, my sister had one of those Barbie makeup heads. Lucky. I got my, <laughs> I got my watercolors out. Oh, yeah. painted her to look like, <laughs> like some sort of punk rock whore. <laughs> And then I didn't like how dry her hair was. <laughs> Got motor oil. Oh, <laughs> I put it Rob. Her hair and curled it. I ruined my sister's Barbie. <laughs> I absolutely ruined it. You couldn't scrub the makeup off its face. And its hair was a mess. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> my poor sister. My Ugh. sister had a Barbie doll. Uh, but my mother said she looked like a streetwalker. Uh-huh. So she made hand knit modest clothing <laughs> for Barbie. Ah, I know. And she had this beautiful little wooden wardrobe where all Barbie's clothes were, had little miniature hangers in there. Oh. Well, then, yeah. I had G.I. Joe back in the days when G.I. Joe was actually a 12-inch doll. Uh-huh. And uh, he was talking G.I. Joe. Uh-huh. But he got dunked in water. Okay. Thereafter, he only spoke Vietnamese. He had... <laughs> Defected to the Viet Cong. <laughs> and he kidnapped Barbie. What did he do with her? He took her into the jungle. While Barbie had this beautiful wedding gown that uh-huh. my mother had... Or I don't think my mother did it. I think maybe uh, some old lady in the neighborhood had like hand-laced... Was this uh, Sarah's? Yes. Your older sister's. Made a hand-laced wedding gown uh-huh. for Barbie. Uh-huh. Well, in the jungle, you, that won't do. You had to cut it off. Cut off the oh. dress at the bottom so she could travel through the jungle. You did not. Yes, I did. Oh, my God. I think I even gave it scalloped bottom so it looked like a cave girl oh. wedding dress. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard that story before. Poor Barbie. Oh. I do remember that your mother said she looked like a streetwalker. Yes, and that's a valid point. Yeah. Now. Oh, God. Thank you. That just made me happy. Sizzler is a hitting on Doc. Mm-hmm. And uh, Doc bursts through the wall. He says, "I can." He says, "I've had all I can stand of this. First Tina, and now this, and all the metalmen in the human form are t- trying to grab him, right? Yeah, trying they're trying him. to save him from Sizzler. But uh, <sighs> and here's where they realize that Sizzler is a she, and she's fallen for Doc. And Tina doesn't know what to do. No, except now she has something to fixate on." Now the Sizzler lets loose with a fiery shower of sparks. Sizzle! Sparkling the rays, drenching the metalman like colored rain. What does it mean? They're turning robot again. Oh my god. Now, this is surprisingly the end of the issue. Uh, yeah. What are we going to do with Sizzler? I guess she's just going to hang around until next issue. We're going to adopt her as a robot. As a mascot. Uh, Sorry, mascot, right. Mascot, not mascot. Another rival for Doc, Tina bemoans. What chance do I have against that 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 living Christmas tree? She is fit to be tied. I'll say. Don't miss the 
further fantastic and furious adventures of the unpredictable metal band in the next issue of Metal Men. Is there a December issue of this? Because I, the next one I have is January. Oh, yeah, it's bi-monthly at this point, oh, I believe. Oh, I started to read the next issue because I was so I curious. thought about just doing both of these issues in one episode, but, you know, our tolerance can only last so Oh, long. trust me. It's Sunday afternoon. It's what, I don't know what time it is. It's, at, it's the four hours or whatever, five o'clock, I'm not sure. And I am running out of juice to talk about these people. Now, we have a letter in the letter page. <gasps> the what page? The letter page. Okay. From young master Mike... Friedrich of Castro Valley, California. You might recall that Mike Friedrich wrote a letter, I believe it was the Brave and the Bold comment. The, what? the Brave and the Bold. <laughs> commenting on a story of the Spectre, a solo story. No must have been showcase. Okay. Um Mike Friedrich would become a comic writer, and right. in fact his first published work would be a Spectre story. Yes, I remember that. A young man. Master Friedrich. But here he begins his letter, Dear Editor, next on my list is The Metal Men. The editor interjects that this letter is part of a long one criticizing the whole lineup of magazines which I edit. Wow. <laughs> yes. So um, this is edited, of course, by Robert Kaniger, who also wrote the story. So he shouldn't actually be editing his own writing, but that's another story for another day here is where i almost forgot you have quote unquote reformed you attempt to combine a serious and a comic angle to a story together in the metal men and you're failing miserably as far as i'm concerned how old is he mr friedrich teenager wow. your art is fine but the storylines are too fantastic to be true your stories aren't exciting because there is too much accent on humor and they aren't funny because they apparently are trying to be serious. The metal men have great potential to become one of the best action teams in the industry. They are truly unique. But you go overboard on the humor and it wrecks the potential. Now I'm not by any means suggesting that the jokes and humorous situations be cut out. Batman has proved beyond a doubt that humor does not hurt the greatest action hero in the world. Well, that's not Batman, that's Superman, of course. And in fact, it helps it, but that it be toned down considerably. The style Bob Haney followed in the Metal Men Adam team up in Brave and Bold number 55 has been the best I can suggest. He gave us top flight action and a very great villain, but mixed it up with some well-placed humor. I hope you do the same. Signed, Mike Friedrich, Castro Valley, California. And listen to how he, Bob Kaniger, replied. Dear Mr. Friedrich, I mean, this is like, so professional and interesting. Here's a man being insulted by a teenager about his writing. And he yep. says, I repeat. <laughs> that's how your dad would say it. I repeat, I can't quarrel with well-meant suggestions like yours. But there is a danger in what you suggest that the metal men will seem less like themselves and more like other teams. Let the readers decide. <sighs> this makes me very curious because Kaniger was also editing and writing all of the war comics. I wonder if we could track down some more letters of Mike Friedrichs. Oh, wouldn't that be interesting? This Mike Friedrich turned out to be a comic artist. Sure. Yeah. No, writer. Writer, writer. Yeah. yeah. What a controversy. Yes. How exciting. How exciting. Now I've got to put on my Nancy Drew hat. <laughs> Trixie Belden. <laughs> 
All right. Yes. You can find us on social media at Google Check Pod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts downloads from or stream it. You don't have to download it anymore. It's a new era. Stream it on Spotify. Who downloads? Me. Okay, whatever. Because when I was driving six hours to go to a job. Oh, yes. And very often in the mountains, I would lose internet connectivity. Well, so I had to just, well... I don't have the time for that. No. I have to listen when it's convenient. Thank you for listening. Yes. And you can find us right back here next week. We are almost to our... Well, I forgot to say, I think I forgot to say that last week was the fifth anniversary of our podcast. Oh, cool. We're almost at 200 episodes. That's amazing. Who would have guessed? I can't believe you kept me locked in this room for so long. (laughs) You'll stay here until we get to the very end of all of these comics. You've only got 335 issues left. Oh, good God. Uh, Well, thanks for being here. Yes. Thank you very much. Thanks for loving the metal men, the little team robots that Oh, you're talking to me. Yes. Oh, that's so kind of you. Oh, well, I have my moments. That's the highlight of my Sunday afternoon, sitting down at the table with you. Yes, of course. Okay. You still surprise me once in a while with a little family story. Sure. I, do. I make most of them up, but they sure are funny. <laughs> All right. We'll be back next week. Indeed. Don't panic. Don't panic. We'll be here. Bye. Bye. That is getting better.